0: You are listening to the 3CR podcast of Enpsychedelia. Enpsychedelia is broadcast live every Sunday from 2pm.
1: 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information, head to
0: 3cr.org.au.
1: This is Enpsychedelia on 3CR, the uh, radio station here that we're broadcasting from right now by the robots. Is currently closed to everyone but a skeleton crew of essential staff who are doing an absolutely spectacular job of keeping the station on air during this difficult time. And not just that, but working with the hundreds of uh, programmers at 3CR uh, to help them produce their programs in um, uh, unideal conditions, depending on what people have uh, uh, for their equipment at home. Uh, Also, thank you to Freedom of Species. Um, You can find more information about them at the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au. My name is Nick.
0: And my name is Ash. And In Psychedelia is the show that we've been producing for almost five years now, I think. We're actually Uh, coming coming up on our fifth birthday. Yeah, it's getting there. Um, And uh, we explore the complex interactions between altered states and society. Prohibition is not a policy that's based on sound reasoning or any kind of consistent evidentiary principle. And although we neither condone nor condemn people for their choices, we believe that prohibition as a policy for reducing drug-related harms in society has failed and new options must be explored. If you have any information about drug trends, concerns or observations that you've made during the pandemic, we'd love to hear from you. You can find our details at 3cr.org.au and follow the links to our program page.
1: Coming up in today's show, uh, we are going to be hearing from uh, Bo Kitty. Bo is a uh, entrepreneur, um, is the easiest way to describe her. She's, she's worn many hats over the years, uh, but she has been involved with Victoria and Australia's festival scene uh, for a number of decades, and we're going to talk a little bit about what, uh, what this will mean for the big outdoor festivals and um, what... Um, what the curbing of civil liberties is also uh, meaning and and the uh the the feeling you know the feeling that we're getting around this is a very strange feeling (laughs) to be having and I think a lot of people are are, are feeling that way Uh, speaking with Bo also going to be catching up with um Gabby from uh, Midnight Mass uh, which is another three CR program playing all new psytrance and uh, high tech and I don't know all the all the big big bang uh, noise uh, genres. That's on midnight on Tuesday night. We're going to be speaking with her a little bit later in the show. This is In Psychedelia on 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM, 3CR Digital and 3CR uh, Streaming at 3cr.org.au. Right now uh, from Melbourne, he's been making beats in quarantine, so appropriately called Quarantine Beat. It's number two as well. Angus Green, Quarantine Beat, number two like that.
2: Go, 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 go. go, go, go. go, 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 go.
3: 3CR Community Radio 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live.
0: To help stop the spread of viruses like flu and coronavirus, good hygiene is essential. That starts with washing your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Whenever you cough, sneeze or blow your nose. Prepare food or eat. Care for someone sick, touch your face or use the toilet. Together, we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. Visit health.gov.au to learn more. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra.
2: A 3CR supporter. (gasps)
1: They're pulling on the boots in Brazil and wiping off the eggshells in Moorabbin. Fascism's on the march and we say,
2: yeah,
0: nah. Yeah Na is a new weekly program on 3CR dedicated to tracking this rise in Australia, Altarroa and all around our increasingly warm little globe. Every Thursday at 4.30pm we'll be talking to writers and fighters about some angry blighters.
1: This is uh, an in live video. Uh, my name is Nick, and with me across the Zoom panel right now is uh, Bo Kitty, who has spent the past couple of decades working a massive range of jobs, from professional pro- project management and business development strategy in music, film, and arts to an event operations manager and a public safety officer. Uh, Bo has worked uh, creating. Uh, and working on events, tours, masterclasses, site logistics, pro- uh, project systems, global art exhibitions, nightclub events, live graffiti shows and outdoor festivals worldwide. And um, Bo, I mean, I see you're, you you popping up in all sorts of different places, not just festivals, but um, uh, I, I know you were out with one of those giant uh, puppets uh, in White Night. Uh, and um, I think you went to White Night Palorad as well. Be, lots of places. Bo also runs a consulting business to help others uh, bring their plans to life and a bit of a... Uh, a a dream um, manifesto. Bo, welcome.
4: Oh, what a nice intro. Thank you, Nick, nice to be here.
1: So you're, um, you're actually one of the uh, many Australians at the moment in isolation who is in isolation. I think you've got a, a furry friend. How's, how's it all going?
4: yeah i've got a dog and a cat um but i live by myself and i don't have a family apart from my uh creative family so it's been an extremely quiet it's been almost uh six weeks for me uh no five weeks in isolation for me so it's we're in the long haul now
1: (laughs) yeah yeah definitely um it seems to i don't know i hear people dreaming of horizons and i keep thinking that their dreams i just described it as such I, I it you know it's hard to tell what's going on and this is just after we had a, a summer of some of the most uh, uh devastating bushfires in australia which shut down a whole bunch of uh, uh of music festivals and other events uh, from going ahead had um terrible air quality across some um, capital cities uh in australia and even over in new zealand and over other places as well um yeah, just as, just as we saw that glimmer of hope as the fire season died down, we get um, the apocalypse. Um, well, so yeah, I know you've been doing some Facebook Lives, and if people uh, want to follow you on Facebook, they can, uh, we'll, we'll put a link on the, on the video. But um, festivals in Australia, I've seen a bit of conversation that's starting to spark up now that everything has been cancelled and we don't know what the future is. What do you think is going to happen?
4: I think we need to adapt pretty damn quickly, to be honest. Um, uh, what I did my live video about was just thinking that um, actually, you know, I feel like there has been a war on culture in this country before any bushfires, before any virus um, has occurred. And we were seeing some of the, uh, these things happen uh, last summer before the bushfires in sort of September, October, November, where a number of festivals were uh, mainly in um, New South Wales to begin with, were slapped with these ridiculous user pay police fees that meant that actually they just couldn't even go ahead. Um, so, uh, we don't need to talk specifics about every festival because every festival is very different.
1: Uh, we did catch up with, uh, Eric Libby and Pike from, uh, Rabbit's Eat Lettuce and Bohemian Beat Freaks about, um, what essentially looks like extortion, uh, from the police. It was a $200,000 bill when previously it had been under, under 10,000, I believe, or sort of 10 to 20,000, yeah. um, in years prior. So, yeah, I mean, we, we've had people. that.
4: Yeah, I've worked with Eric. I've been his operations manager in the past, and, you know, uh, that was not the first time that he experienced uh, some trickiness around meeting uh, requirements to have his event. Um, so it, I, I feel like this is not actually new. You know, I feel like this situation has been occurring in the background for a while. Um, and I think... We need to be very realistic about what the landscape of the future could look like. You know, we can't really project five or ten years in the future, but anyone who's in this industry knows that that's a really long service leave time anyway. Like, we need to think about the next couple of years and what that could look like for all of us, you know.
1: Yeah, and we have seen um, a rapid curbing of our civil liberties um, during the the viral epidemic for reasons of uh, of, of stopping the uh, the viral epidemic from continuing on. But there is this concern, and I've been speaking with people who have done their history around uh, other big natural disasters, and almost every time that a government or whoever's in charge enacts some uh, some some emergency provisions, they hang on to them and they use them in ways uh, that. That were definitely not expected. I mean, just look at America's presence in the Middle East. A lot of that uh, predicated on the uh, on on the World Trade Centers, even though the the connections are uh, basically yeah. null.
4: Yeah, yeah. So absolutely, and this is what I'm trying to be, you know, carefully uh, aware of. I mean, I am really not one for pointless outrage and pointless fear mongering. I feel like those things are counterproductive at this point. Um, But I seriously feel like we just have to listen to someone like Edward Snowden or a range of other people who are aware of our privacy and uh, security laws and I think it is slightly um, naive for people to honestly think that every single uh, thing that has been rolled out during this global emergency is going to just magically roll back. I mean, we have times throughout history where that has just not been the case. Um, and then, you know, I did a live video two days ago about tracking of our phones, and then by that afternoon, uh, there was a media release about this uh, trace tracing app, uh, which I've read... Uh, both sides to some say it's bluetooth and it's anonymous and it's fine and then the other side say this is absolutely a slippery slope we are going down um and if 40 percent of the population needs to adopt it to make it work like the, I, I am still undecided about um all of that but i just even knowing whether the app works or not it's like we need to be very careful what we sign uh, a yes on at this point you know
1: i think that the uh, the technology that we have with computers the ability to communicate in such uh sort of like high definition w- ways we can we can send high definition video to each other for quite cheap now we can we can connect in these ways and it has many upsides and, and many people uh, uh just enjoy these upsides without thinking about what's going on here and, and i think what's going on is that the uh the sort of the the final frontier resource is being mined, and that resource is our attention, our minds, our ability to to know certain information over other information. We have such limited time now, and we're not we're not sort of thinking about we're not thinking about our rights as a digital entity, which essentially we are. When we I mean, we're talking here, but we're not physically present on this, and this is being saved to serve as God knows where, and um, it, you know the the information can end up out there we, we've seen concerns about uh about zoom's privacy zoom have addressed them as well but um uh, there, there's always going to be concerns with any piece of technology so there's sort of a, a bright side uh and and that that darker side um you um i don't know if, uh, how was your easter sorry I'm, I'm getting to to parts of parts of the conversation in different places did you did you do anything for easter did you give yourself an easter egg hunt give some for the dog You know,
4: I didn't do an Easter egg hunt, um, but to be honest with you, Nick, I did leave the house once every day to go and sit in the backyard of a friend in my neighbourhood, because the legislation right now says that as a single person, I am not allowed to have a visitor to my house. That is the legislation. Have two?
1: No. No. I'm so confused.
4: So the legislation says that if you live in a share house or you have a split family that is split across two houses, then you are allowed to have one visitor at a time practicing social distancing. But if you are, sorry, if you're a single person with no romantic partner that is visiting you, you are not allowed a visitor at this point in Victoria.
1: It's a new new kind of lines of privilege are being drawn but um yes asking about Easter because I was wondering if you caught any of the uh, music festivals that went on over the Easter weekend or uh I don't know if you caught this but Confest was actually on on the weekend um Confest being the you know uh uh festival that's been around for, for decades now and, and generally sort of shuns away from technology, but they had quite a presence. Um, There were many rooms Amazing. open doing all sorts of sessions. Uh, what do you think of these sorts of things? Festivals moving, uh, the other ones were Rabbit uh, Rabbits Eat Lettuce and Ergo Gathering were the two that I saw. Uh, different kinds of ideas of how they're streaming. Rabbit Seat Lettuce was very much sort of late night, um, uh, you know, you, you send in your chats and they're going to chat back, that kind of uh, vibe or yeah. confest was anarchist, digitalist, and um, the Ergo one was um, uh, a little, it looked like the camera wasn't as nice. (laughs) But yeah, I I mean, what do you think of these sorts of things?
4: Look, I tuned into the the Rabbit Seat Letters one for a while, obviously, because I feel an affinity with those guys because I've worked with them, and I was really proud of them, actually, to see them get that happening. And, you know, uh, the community is what this stuff we do is all about. So I actually personally feel like, Um, festivals out in the world have had barriers for quite a number of years um, from anything to do with environmental issues through to accessibility uh, through to the fact that the messaging is just not happening around harm minimization um, I actually feel like I mean, I certainly don't wanna take all the music industry online as an indefinite thing, but I feel like right now these promoters and these organizations can really nurture these communities in other ways using the technology that we have. And it doesn't need to be, uh, I don't like the phrase social distancing. I think that it's absolute Mm. bullshit. We need to talk about physical distancing and social solidarity. And that is what taking your creative pursuits online does is it brings people back together. So I think it's really important, you know. Do you think
1: um when when we see the the end of this or the beginning of whatever's next uh how, how do you think this is going to uh, influence how uh, how festivals run because i mean i've already seen um uh some some of the uh politicians coming out and specifically saying that festivals and nightclubs wouldn't be open i don't know why it's okay to have a big sweaty uh sport match then but uh right. apparently that's a different category of thing but yeah, obviously they're gonna they're gonna use this for the continued culture war <laughs>
4: Yep, they will absolutely use it, and this is where I think we need to stay vigilant. Is that yeah, we are in a global pandemic, but you know I feel like governments are opportunistic, and they will if they can further an agenda somehow. They will, and I feel like that's what we're seeing right now. Um, And you know the the I mean. The obvious thing that they're going to do is what they tried to do when they were locking us down, which is limit you know, the space to being two meters squared around everyone. As you and I know, that's going to slash the capacity of almost all our indoor venues down to probably a fifth of what it was, um, which makes it completely not viable to run a lot of these venues. And I spent many years as a nightclub booker and I mean, we push the capacity <laughs> whenever we could anyway so we could cover costs so that is not going to be a solution for a lot of these venues um i also don't know i mean with the bushfires the, the police user pay the permit process i don't know if we will see outdoor big commercial festivals in this country again quite honestly and i may not be popular uh, to say that but i think we need to be really aware of this culture war spanning over time and how many nails are in this coffin of this commercialized large outdoor dance parties and we need to adapt before we go in the ground you know
1: yeah i it's it's um a time for the underground scenes to 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 re connection i guess and uh, as as you were saying before find new ways to connect and and innovate and and build those communities back
2: Entheogenesis
4: Australis has been providing 20 years of critical thinking and balanced discussion on pharmacology, neurosciences, philosophy, anthropology, history, and related areas of study on medicinal plants and related compounds.
0: Altered states of consciousness have long been a fundamental part of human culture, and we are only now beginning to understand the role psychedelics will play in our future.
4: Over 60 professionally produced videos from previous conferences, visit youtube.com
3: forward slash TV. That's E-N-T-H-E-O-TV.
0: The molecular changes based on feedback from our environment is what makes us each a unique biochemical
1: individual. Entheogenesis Australis is a not-for-profit organization that supports a fact-based approach towards drug use, research, and policy development. Visit YouTube, In Theo TV. Uh, this is in Psychedelia, 3CR 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3CR.org.au, speaking with uh, Bo Kitty, uh, all round entrepreneur superstar, uh, talking about um, the future of music festivals, uh, especially with, uh, with with all that's going on. Um, but, uh, I mean, have you got some, some tips that you would like to share for creative people uh, who might be scrambling to find their way in this? Uh, in this yeah. new order
4: yeah absolutely I uh, pretty much have been doing triage on the phone and on the internet for the last five weeks with my clients and also just my community um, because uh, I'm I, you know I, I really don't want to say this but I feel like we're going to lose half of small business in this country if this goes on for three months. Um, They just won't be able to survive. Having said that, I feel like some of the bigger brands are going to fail through this and there is going to be an opportunity um, to step into that hole in the market, whatever that looks like. So my main um, advice to people right now is um, pair back your outgoing costs so that you can keep things rolling for the next six months, if possible. I'm telling people to move out of studios, combine them in houses, stop paying rent for storage if you can, like really consolidating your outgoings right now uh, for your creative pursuits is going to help. And the other main thing is uh, the word I keep coming back to is adaptation. And all of our skills that we have as creatives, they are transferable. We just need to work out how to transfer them to fill a need in society. And we have totally different needs now than we had two months ago. So it's up to the other, the creatives around. And and I'm seeing them. My friend is a sign writer and they've changed from writing signs to making uh, those clear barriers that are going in shops and his business is staying afloat. Um, Another friend of mine had a, Um, distillery and he's now making bulk hand sanitizer like there are opportunities for us but we need to move very quickly on them and and really keep the the cost low everyone needs to conserve their money and their energy and their resources right now
1: try and find momentum I think that's been the trickiest thing that I've found. Um, some days I've had quite a lot of momentum to get on with uh, with projects and other days I've uh, not not known at all what day it is time's kind of distorted a little bit so you know I mean for you know, if you are having trouble with something don't feel bad it is hard and let yourself rest and and, and take that time as well uh, but there is hope I, I, I mean it's it's the it's always the thing with uh, with disasters and things going wrong there's always, opportunity as well because I suppose it's you know it's the fire burns things to the ground fertilizers for the next thing and it very much feels like that at the moment
4: <laughs> I think we need to be very careful at this um, uh, need for constant productivity this is what's got us into this shit globally is a need for constant productivity and my secret theory which I'm going to share with you now is that I believe that the new world a percentage of the population needs to not work and become philosophers Like we actually need to acknowledge the fact that humans need to step back from being nine to five machines and we need to explore some of the other things that humanity has been lacking lately.
1: I kind of think we we um have people that would almost fit that role, almost like a, like a monas- monastic monk who sort of sits around. They don't really take up a lot of resources because they're mostly just um, reading books or transcribing books all day. All day. I've got a friend who's very much like that, and you know he hasn't he hasn't worked uh, for like an external company. He's worked for um, a, a family business, but um, he uh, ha- hasn't like done any tertiary education or anything. But he's got really interesting ideas and spends a lot of time thinking about things, but our sort of default um, mode is to is to is to critique that and to think that it's it's mad or bad. But yeah, I agree with you. I think we do need some kind of new philosophic monastic order, not not a, a theocratic one, but uh, but something that's um, yeah, allowing people that time and that room to to think um, more deeply about things than than you know twenty four seven news cycles.
4: Absolutely, yeah. I really believe that I was thinking about it the other day like you know how when your computer's broken they tell you to turn it off and turn it back on that is literally what we're fucking doing with the whole world right now you know.
1: So there's some reasons to remain optimistic even though there is a global pandemic of course maintain your physical distancing but maybe get a little closer socially using some of the uh, technology that we have.
2: Absolutely.
1: Bo, thanks very much for joining us today. And um, is it okay if we share uh, your your? Uh, I think people can follow you on Facebook rather than yes, friend you can. and see your
2: things. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and and see uh, Bo's updates. Bo's doing uh, sort of regular updates from isolation, and um, yeah, it's it's nice to keep people company uh, while we're in different levels of isolation.
4: Absolutely, I really appreciate people tuning in. It keeps me sane.
1: <laughs> thanks very much, Bo.
4: No worries. Thanks, Nick.
3: You're listening to 3CR 855 AM on digital and on the internet,
2: www.3cr.org.au. On Monday the 23rd of March, 3CR closed its doors to all presenters so that we could do our bit to help stop the spread of COVID-19. We understand that it's important for people to be able to stay at home at this time in order to reduce the number of people affected and thereby reduce the stress on our health system. Since the 3CR shutdown, programmers and volunteers have been working remotely to create new content and produce their show from home. We'll continue to bring you dynamic, up-to-date community radio during the COVID-19 crisis, so keep listening. You're listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast.
0: We can also help connect you with aged care services and emergency relief if you need it. Stay safe, everyone.
1: In Psychedelia, 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3CR.org.au. This is in Psychedelia, and we were just speaking with Bo Kitty um, about the future of music festivals, but also about uh, innovation and about um, the, the need and the drive at the moment uh, for people to innovate, find new ways to connect, and new ways to build uh, community. Because I think that's um, it's going to be one of the, the, the core things uh, that really needs to be done after this, because so much of this is um, devastating to civil society. Um, Ash, uh, how are you going?
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah, all well, this talk of festivals is um, really, really, I don't know, making me sad, hopeful, looking forward to a time when I can boogie. Um, you know, for the listeners out there that uh, haven't tuned in over the last couple of shows, I broke my foot a few weeks ago, and um, it'll be six more weeks before I can have a, a, a bit of a proper boogie. That's in my uh in my living room live streaming some of these artists that are putting out some great
1: content right now so it was the um the australian chief medical officer uh, specifically uh picked out nightclubs and music festivals as two of the things that uh, australians would be unlikely to attend i just thought that was a bit of a curious uh target because there's plenty of other places where people are quite physically close where it's easy for uh diseases to be transmitted but i suppose we'll have to i think
0: the 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 strange thing for me there is um why you wouldn't put churches in the same category if yeah because there's a belief that um going to church is so damn important to people they will do that at the first opportunity and i've got friends that are religious and they are really missing going to church right now it's not much different for a lot of people that attend festivals or even nightclubs it's like that is that's where they get their their spiritual fulfillment um the community (laughs) yeah so um yeah i think that is strange you know i wouldn't want to see a situation where my community was uh, maintained a prohibition on my community while other communities that have a similar risk were allowed to gather and, and celebrate when we can finally enjoy other people's company again.
1: Yeah, exactly. In- inconsistencies like that just, uh, just, just look like uh, they're... Appealing to one one audience, which isn't uh, isn't particularly good. Um, so I've been uh, watching my emails and uh, and social media over the past week, and there's something I just wanted to to bring up on the show. Um, drug-free Australia. So I get drug-free Australia, a group run out of, uh, South, uh, South Australia. It's at the back of a church there. I think Joe Baxter, yeah, Joe Baxter is the lady that heads it up. Uh, it's got a sort of, um, <laughs> who's who of, uh, uh, of conservative dinosaurs. Um, a lot of them were around when, uh, John Howard, uh, declared his, uh, tough on drugs campaign. Uh, and they just, they just have this habit of, Uh, Like a lot of organizations like this, just never quite uh, being able to be uh, very honest, but trying to present themselves as if they're uh, presenting evidence. uh, It's very frustrating. And Harm Reduction Australia uh, and Pill Testing Australia have had enough (laughs) because Drug Free Australia send out this monthly update, uh, their email, and they're constantly putting out uh, false information about what the pill testing trials have said, about what information is being uh, said overseas. and I know this is—it's one of those tricky ones because um, if you um, ever find yourself in a situation where you know there's another uh, organization, and you, you you might be thinking, and they're saying things that you don't like, one of the strategies that people really love is um, just don't give them oxygen. And um, I really battle with that because I think. Um, it sort of doesn't matter if other people are listening, whether or not you give something oxygen. But I don't know, I I, sort of, I get it as well. But I don't know, um, the the feud um, between Drug-Free Australia and Harm Reduction Australia, uh, have you seen uh, any of this, uh, Ash? Uh,
0: I saw the email from Harm Reduction Australia and Pill Testing Australia, and I think I probably felt similar to you, Nick. It's, um, yeah, you know, you, you, you can ignore these groups, but they... They speak to people, they email politicians regularly, they lobby people, they have some degree of influence, um, and I think it's actually helpful to have a counter-narrative. You know, I don't think that that idea of um, not giving oxygen to people is a universal rule. Like, I think it's it's often it's often a sensible strategy and good advice, but I, I don't think that we should take it as as some kind of rule that we absolutely need to adhere to all the time. So I'm quite happy that they, they um, pulled some of their stuff apart. You know, every time I've seen one of the emails from um, Drug Free Australia or the Drug Advisory Council Australia, or another kind of anti-drug group, uh, I, I have a similar urge because I've, I've, I've occasionally looked up some of the sources for their claims. And, um, you know, if you go to uh, published academic papers that they, they cite in some of their claims, what's actually said in the research is not reflected in the way that they represent it and it um good example you know, and, and, yeah. uh, well you know i mean oh, like, sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> simple example is um the the claim that they make about um pill testing not actually doing anything about the majority of mdma related overdoses which are actually from mdma which is true um but that is specifically one of the reasons why you have a harm reduction service like Pill Testing Australia, especially with the the um, not just the expert medical advice, but with the peer workers there as well, so that they can have a conversation around risks like that. That is explicitly what Pill Testing Australia aims to do. Education is the primary function.
1: So one of the claims uh, that was made recently uh, by Drug Free Australia that prompted this response from Harm Reduction Australia uh, was that pill testing is not supported by the United Nations. And they say this explicitly, that's what it says, so it gives an impression that United Nations does not support it, that it's a negative um, And they've got a bit more uh, information in there and that went out to their extensive uh, email base. Uh, Harm Reduction Australia have replied back uh, with a statement from uh, the UNODC's Dr Gilberto Gara uh, on this claim and uh, said during the dialogue with civil society at the cnd i explained that to my knowledge there is no un common position on pill testing i suggest to ask incb following session the president of incb did not take a specific position on this issue and it's it's just sort of an example of um these uh, organizations are trying to wield the the authority of the united nations as a uh, tool of legitimacy uh, so they're trying to say that oh well we you know we the united nations nations doesn't support it but the united like why would the united nations need to take a position on this i mean i suppose they might because they've got all these drug treaties and global prohibition but yeah they're, they're, uh, that's the uh, the claim there you can find uh, you can read all the information about it at the harm reduction australia website harm reduction au. there's
0: a stack of news globally related to drugs lots of things are happening both with illicit and uh legal uh, drug use. Uh, We don't have time to talk about all of them, but one article that came out earlier this week from um, Nicole Lee from the uh, National Drug Research Institute and 360 Edge uh, published in the conversation was really focused around problematic drinking in the era of COVID. Um, Surveys have come out showing that people are drinking more, drinking more problematically, And um, her article has uh, eight sort of simple signs that you could check in with just to consider whether or not your drinking might indicate you've got a problem. So I might just skip through a few of them. Um, So one would be not keeping up with your responsibilities. So, you know, drinking rather than doing the dishes or whatever else might be, uh, you know, you might be responsible for. Other people expressing concern about your drinking. Drinking to cope, it's a very reasonable thing, I think, to do while uh, quite stressed about the situations in the world right now. Poor mental health, uh, disrupted sleep, feeling anxious, these kinds of things might be an indicator. Aggression and violence, regular heavy drinking, particularly if you're drinking alone, could be an indicator. Building up tolerance, finding that you need to drink more alcohol to get the same effect and unintended consequences. Uh, So, you know, blacking out, waking up with a hangover. So if you're experiencing any of those things, uh, Hello Sunday Morning is an online support group that you could go to. Uh, Other people are certainly feeling the same things right now.
1: It's a it's a time where it's um, perfectly reasonable to uh, you, you know for people to to, to feel like everything's topsy turvy and to uh, act in different ways when it's all feeling a bit tops and topsy turvy. But um, I think what uh, Nicole uh, wants to wants to remind us, I guess, is just keep an eye on yourself keep an eye on your friends keep an eye on uh your family and um not not um to you know not in a way that like you don't want to be just stopping people just if if they're content with it what like the key to those um those rules is that they're they're it's like a self-evaluation process. You need to be critical of yourself and listening to yourself. Um, direct Line is twenty-four hour, seven day, free and confidential uh, alcohol and other drug uh, referral service, and their phone number is one eight hundred triple eight two three six. This is in psychedelia.
3: There's plenty of specialist music programs to choose from on the three CR grid.
2: Because music.
3: Explore the 3CR schedule online at 3cr.org.au. Oh, it makes me happy.
2: Yes, this is our vibration. Check out Music
0: Sons
1: Frontier. Great voices. Music
2: matters. The hip sister show. The heavy session.
0: of The Planet Radio Show.
2: Satellite skies. Shindig.
1: Sweet dreams.
3: Tune in to 3CR eight double five AM on your digital radio or streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Let our music make you happy.
1: Psychedelia on 3CR 855 AM, 3CR digital, (laughs) 3CR.org.au. My name is Nick, um, and we are broadcasting from isolation, um, from all over Melbourne, um, as 3CR presenters uh, finding new and innovative ways to bring programming uh, to the airwaves. And um, I thought I'd have a chat with a fellow programmer, um, Gabby, who presents uh, Midnight Mass, which I believe has changed times. Um, Gabby, uh, welcome, and how are you going?
3: Hello. Yes, thank you for having me on your show. Um, so, yeah, Midnight Mass has just recently changed the time. It's on Tuesday mornings at a.m. to 1 a.m. now. So just cut down an hour, but, uh, yeah, so that's the new time now. Um, but, yeah, so basically isolation To be honest, for me, it's been okay just with my personality type, and um, I I do like to be at home anyway. So, you know, as as some introverts maybe might say, You know this lockdown nothing has really changed except that you don't have to make up excuses now to not go out (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, so that's so it's kind of uh, i don't really classify myself as a true introvert but i definitely i enjoy being at home and just working on things because all the things that i work on they're all kind of you know on the laptop or you know i have my stuff at home so i can only really do it at home uh so for me it works out very well to be actually relatively productive Besides some, you know, TV watching and and uh, you know, pigging out a little bit.
1: (laughs) Do you have um any uh uh, just just quickly any any recommendations show recommendations for uh, quarantine life quarantine life?
3: Actually, actually, um, me and my partner actually we just uh we've been binging. uh, It's called Babylon Berlin. It's on Netflix. And it's a completely, it's a German show. So, uh, you know, you have to go by either the English dubs or the subtitles. I would recommend going by the subtitles instead of the English dubbing because you know, you just you can hear you more of the acting. character. Yeah, yeah, it's better. It just, it just is better. You don't want to listen to the English dub, you know. That's just a bit silly. Um, but basically, it's about this detective in Germany in the 1920s, and he basically is on his case for this pornographic ring, and it's just little storylines that all kind of go in together. There's, there's also some Soviets soviet rebels in there as well and it's it's really a well-written show with a high budget so it's um it's entertaining to watch for sure so yeah. i recommend that one
1: all right well i'll check i'll put that on the uh, netflix to watch list I, i've been finding myself going round and round in circles I'll, I, there's so many choices that i end up just watching the same thing that i've watched over and over and over oh uh, uh. yeah
3: that's that's me with seinfeld i i can't get i don't know yeah. seinfeld it Never gets old for me.
1: <laughs> A timeless classic. Yeah. Um, so it is um, timeless. So your your show Midnight Massa, which is now Tuesday midnight till one a.m. Sorry, was that correct? Yes, that's yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So Tuesday yep. midnight till one a.m. Uh, it is a show all about um, electronic dance music, uh, yes. a, a scene that has been. Um, uh, I mean, look, every scene, everything has been decimated by these uh, lockdowns. But um, uh, I mean, big, big festivals and big outdoor gatherings have been specifically mentioned by uh, by politicians as things that might not uh, be able to go ahead as much in the future. I mean, this is this is this is your scene, uh, yeah. and and you do DJing, and you're in front of a top a lot but you got to go perform it sometimes. Uh, uh, How is this going to change things do you reckon?
3: Well I think uh, you know how on Facebook everyone's doing like the live uh, they're doing they're doing like the live DJing like the live uh, yeah the live DJing series where people just DJ live on Facebook. Um, So I've seen that popping up so I guess that is something that's coming out if you do want to boogie to some side trends. There are lots of DJs and producers um, doing little live sets on there. Uh, but overall, I, you know, a lot of people are disappointed, obviously, that, you know, you, they can't actually go out and, and boogie and socialise. I think it's actually probably more being you know, being around people. Yeah. Really, that's probably causing more of the, uh, you know, the hard feelings, like being a um not as much you know because you can listen to this music i guess you know at home um i guess you just don't have the atmosphere which you know is a shame um but i think that to be honest i'm pretty optimistic i think it's a good thing that you know this is what the government is doing it's the smart thing to do so for me uh you know i'm not as uh crushed by it to be honest because i know it's it's for the good of the people to be isolated I suppose at the moment mm. judging by the health experts I'm not a health expert um but it, you know no, but I, I think it probably to, yeah, it, it is have, a good thing
1: <laughs> yeah, allowed to have thoughts on what's going on because it does affect everybody and I think that's you know that's one of the tricky things at the moment because it, it is necessary and I think people are um struggling between uh some more so than than others um but struggling mm-hmm. between that um uh, you know you, we want to do the right thing for everybody, but also be able to you know go out and do the things that we want to do and um, I guess that conversation's just kind of evolve over over time but you 've been um doing uh producing midnight mass from your bedroom lounge room sunroom backyard
3: yeah yeah, so I have like a little uh music room at my place, so I just have my uh my d j gear and I have all my little um things there like my controller and um my laptop they're set up so usually I'm just DJing I'm just I just do the set from my controller I record it and then I just send it off so then it can be played so essentially um, it's like still a, working it's a out live yeah. set
1: that you've recorded live it's not played live but you've recorded oh, yeah, it yeah. on the yes, go I've
3: recorded, yeah I've recorded it I've recorded it um yeah, myself, and then I just upload it uh, so it can be played. So every week there's a fresh new mix um, to listen to. And usually I do um, prioritize all new releases in the Trance scene. So um, usually I find that, you know, if, if people want to update their music library, it's a good show to listen to because that's where uh, I like to play a lot of the new releases. Um, so people can find out new artists and uh, new tracks for them to listen to.
1: Midnight Mass, uh, midnight on Tuesday night until 1am. Are you podcasting the show as well?
3: Uh, Well, so I can't actually put it onto iTunes, unfortunately, because I actually have to go to the studio to be able to do it. I don't know how to because i have to get the
1: folder i don't know if they are they available i'll share some i'll share some 3cr secrets (laughs) (laughs) afterwards there's um you know we're all learning uh, new things and and playing with new technology and uh uh that's easier for some more difficult for others uh and uh, you know everyone's using different equipment and oh my gosh but we're making it work and um well done to you for making it work as well do you have a website (laughs) do you have a website for your show or anything or just no,
3: Facebook? I don't. Just Facebook. Yeah, just okay. the Facebook. Yeah, if you just look up uh, Midnight Mass on 3CR, then that should pop up uh, when you go into the search button on Facebook.
1: And you share all of the uh, track names on there so people can find tracks if they particularly dug something?
3: Yeah, so on the website, so on the 3CR website, I will post the track list of the mix um, every week.
1: Excellent. Hey, Gabby, thanks very much and um, good luck uh, continuing uh, isolation broadcast. I'm, I'm kind of um, secretly liking it as well. I, g- I get to oh, yeah. play with my toys.
3: <laughs> exactly. It's, I'm actually having a ball. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing pretty good. So um, I'm glad that you are too. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> got, the, got the kids screaming in the background. So that's, that's an addition <laughs> to uh, 3CR when it comes from the... Uh, the lounge room with a five and a, a nearly two year old. Um, thanks, yes. Gabby. So, mid, midnight on, uh, on Tuesday is midnight mass. You can find their program page, 3cr.org.au, and Facebook as well. You can follow along. Thanks very much. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> travel alien noise and that one a recommendation from gabby uh, the host of 3cr's midnight mass which is midnight on tuesday night uh, you can find more information about that uh, including the uh, track lists at the 3cr website 3cr.org.au
0: and if you hear about anything or see anything if you're harassed by the police go to covidpolicing.org.au You can report it, they're keeping track of any uh, harassment and issues with the policing in the era of coronavirus. And don't forget to go to the Parliament website, to the Legislative Council page, look up the e-petitions and sign Nick's e-petition to review our drug driving program.
1: The Yarra Drug and Health Forum will be running its monthly meeting on Monday the 4th of May, except uh, with a twist this time, uh, the meeting will be all online. Uh, but the meeting is going to be focused on uh, peer work uh, under prohibition. If you want more information, head to the new Yarra Dragon Health Forum website, brand new updated, ydhf.org.au is the website. And there you can sign up for uh, and register uh, for the uh, online forum. The EGA Garden States event was going to be coming up on Saturday, uh, May uh, 9th uh and last year was a fantastic event it was the first time that ega had run the garden states event they well they haven't canceled they've moved it so it's now going to be in december uh so keep an ear out keep watching the social media channels facebook uh, twitter etc we post plenty of stuff on our uh, our page as well uh so make sure to check there <laughs> yeah. but it's you know it's good to learn because now i'm like oh i need new toys um so thanks for joining us um we will be back sunday uh at two o'clock regular time but uh also check out our uh, facebook page because we'll be posting some uh little bits of extra content uh on there as the week goes uh enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh queering near is up next
0: bye This has been a 3CR podcast. You can hear in Psychedelia live every Sunday from 2pm. Head to 3cr.org.au for more.